We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Sony Open 2020 picks, preview, bets, and yes, the one and done has commenced. We will be giving our awful one and done selections at the end of the show. Quick shout out to my guys Peter Eastman and at Galepo on Twitter, the winners of the Gups Corner one and done giveaway. You have the free entry into the one and done. Best of luck this year. There's almost like 3,000 entries. So if you win, it's going to be worth a pretty penny. I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe I can win this year. Maybe Jeff Feinberg could win. Or Cust. Maybe Cust could win. Not a chance. I'm already going like nuts. Because you would have used Justin Thomas last week? No, not even. Well, Justin or or Reed. But just I already have no clue what to do. And I won't follow the strategy that I give. Well, Maybe at the end when we get to the one and done section, we'll go over our strategy for one and done. How about, I'm going to write that down right now. Strategy. How to lose at one and done pools <laughs> with Pat and Jeff. <laughs> uh, I do want to let everyone know as well, fantasynational.com, big winners over the weekend um, for, you know, for the first event of the year. And I'm not going to put this out on Twitter, but I'll tell people who listen to the show, if you want to get 20% off a membership at fantasynational.com, if you just go to fantasynational.com slash PME, you get yourself 20% off. There it is. Sounds pretty good. We've never done anything like this before. I was going to say. I've been pretty strict on and no promo codes. hit me up for like, is there a promo code? Is there this? Is there that? Do you have like anything? And the answer I, is always he no. He once told me like, no, that doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, Feinberg. Times they are a changing, Jeff. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, the service pays for itself. Yes. It pays for itself if it, if. This is what you do. Even um, if you lose, it's still like the best thing to go to every single week. Like even last night, I was on the live leaderboard. I was researching my stuff. The entire Sony field had been uploaded. I was like, all right, I get a head start on yeah. this. This is great. I feel bad though, because I hope I didn't play a role. I know I played no role because you are your own man. You're not like a mental midget like me in like talking you off of betting JT. No, no, no. Because well, you. Let's right. let's save it for a second. I have some more winners to give away. Oh, the winners! The winners. So if people out there don't know, you should smash the like button. For Not the, the bridesmaids. Episode. You're cutting me off. Sorry. Fucking giveaway. I'm already a bridesmaid. 
Smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me who your one-and-done pick is going to be for the Sony Open. If you do that, you're in a draw for 20 DK bucks. You want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars? Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review. DraftKings handle. Something you enjoy about this show. It could be Jeff cutting me off all the time and me getting very upset about it. It could be that easy. But yeah, I've been the ratings and reviews. You've been better, but here are the winners from last week. Oh, got bad again. Winners just from last week. All right, hundred dollar winner, Ghost Rider, ninety credited with one hundred DK dollars. Twenty dollar winners, Vault five twenty, Yuva, Wahooglian, Boston Botfly. That's a I couldn't imagine typing that in every single time. Rottweiler thirty four and R Crib Cage. All the winners of 20 DK dollars. Your fund shall arrive in zero to 280 days. Big winners, viewers of the show, too, Jeff. Did you know that? I believe it. Matt Barham took down the Pat Mayo Experience at DraftKings Open, which you can find the link to. I don't have the link yet, but it will appear in the description of the podcast or video if you want to play. Three max entry, $15 to enter. No rake. So a lot of people get paid out on this one. Very flat payout structure as well, because people like that. So Matt Barham won 2K. J.R. Riddell. Put a single bullet into the $8, good for $8,600.45. Split first prize. Uh, John Stargan, his first ever PGA DraftKings event, put put in, put in $150, won $590. Not so bad. Cody K was down to his last $2 on DraftKings. Was going to give it up. Won his first ever GPP in the $1 contest. He split it with a bunch of people, took home $196. So he got some bankroll to play again. And I guess we got to give a special shout-out to co-host of the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast, a man I've once yelled at on this show, Toe, Tag, and Tambo. Tyler won 23K. Easy, yeah, nice, e- nice e- chop. easy week for Tambo. Nice chop, chop. Um, listen, great. I love hearing a lot of names that uh, we interact with, especially winning the prizes, uh, you know, the giveaways off the top and the gups. I know both those guys, uh, big fans in Interact, and uh, JR for his big win. Uh, awesome. As someone who's once had a big win, it's very nice, especially when it's like the lower stay, like an eight dollar. Like, I didn't have a single entry; I had twenty lineups in like a five dollar. It was a. But very, it's like whoa. <laughs> yeah, and and tell me, like, what was the secret sauce this week? Because there was no secret to JTP and great. We all knew like this retrain that might be secret clearly was public. Yeah, <laughs> no one was really wrong there, but we all knew that was the guy to be on Xander. It's like we didn't even have to talk about last week. We're like the price is a bit short, but this guy is everything you want here um so who ended up being the the secret sauce neiman no well yeah i don't even know if it was neiman but the move was actually like i played a more when rick and i had talked about it i played either like jt reed someone like todd or something like that or fowler reed and then casey that kind of thing like that balanced approach the move was actually to jam in jt xander and reed and just go to the bottom with the way that it shook out. Yeah. So you would much. have you would have like Munoz and Lonto. But I think like a lot those of those type of guys. Like me, a lot of those people would have got suckered into those Gary numbers. And in the end, you thought maybe he could rise on Sunday. He he did not, but I'm not gonna lie. I took a bit of a beating, put it in the background, and then to find out daddy's in a playoff. Oh, and well, you said you didn't do any hedging whatsoever. And like I usually put out if I, I didn't do a straight hedge. So all I did was I took 
because I had the Ricky top 10. That was a big bet for me, and that had already cashed. So I was like, all right, I'm going to win on this tournament, but if I just recoup everything else, because I had Ricky outright, I had Reed outright. So I took some of those Reed winnings when it got head-to-head. I had to wait because I didn't want to go into like a three-way playoff. So Xander, yeah, of course. Xander exiting the scene really helped oh, out. Fucking that chip by JT, god damn it, a- man. A- it could have just ended this thing. So I had Munoz top. Like, rest Not of the by world. dropping it. I mean, the fact that he got it that yeah. close. It almost thought it was going. I thought it was going in too. And then I started get like panicking every single time that like when he kept shanking the second shot in the playoff, I'd be like, oh, he's he's 76 yards away. Is he gonna make this? Like that every started time. going through yeah, my mind. I know. When and you have money it, on the know. other guy, you think JT's gonna make them all. And you called it on Twitter too. That iron's about to get dialed the F in and he he stuck it. I I didn't hedge because I'm at my January golf exposure. Yeah, it's it's small. Limits. If I was at like my full exposure on a bet. I probably would have hedged, but to hedge half of half, half, of, half. of that, I wasn't here for it. So, but I'll, I lost my shirt in the freaking pigskin, and I basically just took wanted out, it all back. I took out twenty five percent of the, what I would have won on Reed if he had won and covered my bets. I and then always, just let it ride. So I, I won the rookie top ten. That was it. I, people like say no hedge, never hedge. So you do what you want to. do. What's right for you is what you should. And do. also and sometimes you know, sometimes you're feeling it too. Like my guy's not uh, going to win. And then it's like, Reed to be there felt like a magical moment. So it's It like, felt like a let it ride. Like, I shouldn't have this opportunity and then like anyway. Set, like, then oh he should have won. And then being a Reed fan. And then it being like this whole, like, good guy versus bad guy. And, like, the stance that we take in the ground for the for the guy himself. It's like, I got to just play this out. Um, and we did. And we lost. And he had his chances. And... Um, he didn't. It, it, it's really funny because I'm usually on the other side of this. Like, it's usually my guy in the playoff or trying to chase him down going up against Lucksack, Lucksack putter guy. And Reed was the Lucksack putter yeah. guy. I was like, I never have this guy. And then eventually he starts missing putts. Almost, of course. I almost threw up on the second playoff hole where Reed put it like longer than Justin's, but he comes back, he hits those nails. Oh, God. It's it was a it great tournament to kick off the. That's two in a row. Two tournaments of champions a, in a row, yeah. but the Sunday was awesome. There's a couple parts of it. I don't want to like try to read too much into it, and I probably won't take anything I'm about to say long term, but I don't know. Should I need to be exposing myself to more like top fives or something? Because there's these big guys, and they just feel like they're going to eat. And this one especially just eats. And now it's like 130 guys. He's the same price as he was versus 30. Yes. Is the and so we that. spoke about the volume of like we saw like oh maybe Dustin would be the guy with value because ten to one and he'll be like ten to one but he couldn't stop California. hitting it out of bounds and he had his problems but like Jake like there you see the like you look at it now uh, yes a win's a win but he's five five to one against that field and now add ninety guys he's still five to one. Now, you subtract a lot of talent from the very top end of this. And, like, the injection of the other big names yeah, is not yeah. Dustin and, and, Johnson. And I it's not John Rahm. Xander's not playing. Cantley's not but playing. But you can get me. Yes, of course. And we said it, or at least I wasn't even joking when I said there's, like, 10 guys, 12 tops who can win last week. Here, you can get Gomez or Munoz. Or, or Kazired. However this thing. Whatever you Kazire. Whatever, however this plays out. But, I don't know. Field looks huge. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very happy to have this back. I like it. I like playing DraftKings and doing all that stuff when I get it. I, I get it. Just, oh, I, I know that guy's making the cut. You think? Like, yeah, oh, especially I'm with wrong. The, Especially with the new cut rules, too. Yeah, that, I'm wrong. Like, but the I sweat's going to be even better. I feel like that is like the battle before the battle. 
Yes. And if I like I, that first battle. Uh, well, well, one thing I want to change about this show this year, when you and I do it, is to not talk so much about Doug Gim at 300 to 1. And really just try to focus on the guys who have a chance to win here. Those guys are best served for the DraftKings show, where you might actually have to use them. Are you really going to bet like 300, 300 to 1 bombs here? Maybe there's like a hey, guy or two. Luke List is 200 to 1. I, I saw that. Pass. Pass. You're out? I don't know if I'm out forever. You're just it's spots. Like, you it's, gotta, like, it's like when I quit smoking. I've seen I you quit yeah. smoking. Yeah, I've I'll quit for eight months, and I'll yeah. be like, you know what? I'll have one. And then one becomes eight packs, and it's a pack a day again. And you start, like, whittling yourself down. You just need to you need to cold turkey Luke List for a while. And he does not fit the narrative that I want this week. But I do want to talk some more about tournament champions. There was a lot going on over the weekend. I really did enjoy... I, I forget it every year because I forget everything. Like, I have a seven-day memory. I can remember things that happened for seven days, and then that gets completely wiped from my memory as I move on to the next week with football and golf and everything like that. But the Tournament of Champions wrapping up after the Sunday playoff game is just great. Oh, yeah, man. You go from football, football to golf. I love the Hawaii golf. I have always... Imagine the... The the in-person experience, like if you're lucky enough to be if I could go to two tournaments, any two to me, it would after the Masters, the next two up would be the hero or the tournament of champions. Now, see, I completely disagree. I think if I was in those places anyone, what the fuck do I want to watch golf for? I'm gonna go hang out on the beach. I'll be there so long, I don't know. You'll make it good. But I'm just saying the at the with those types of players in that type of environment on like a Thursday when there's probably like 58 people there that's like what i need how did this turn how does this tournament make any money is century just what is century i saw wiley talk wiley was talking about is no it, i've seen yeah i've seen them do that enough yeah they've been sponsoring this thing enough no i know that but i still don't know what they actually do yeah insurance it was like they like valspar for Put all those years way. i finally found out it was fucking paint i would want no you then you're out of the loop cam, valspar, cam was the one who told me about well, that yeah. he's like oh man was it like benjamin moore's and it turned out he, that was true. Remember no, Dean but, and DeLuca? But, but hold on, Valspar. Do you know? Do you know what Dean and DeLuca? Yeah, it was is like a high end grocery. But that I had to look up because they were new when they came in for the year. My point being is Valspar also was new, and that's an unfair one because that one, that tournament, the Tampa ones changed like eight times. Yeah, it was like the transitions championship. Transitions, for the, time. the Tampa. Oh yeah, uh, Trevor Immelman for transitions. Um, but, but Valspar, no, they, they make it quite obvious. The caddies wear those goddamn hats every week. But back to Century, I feel like you probably don't know about them unless you have, like, X amount of money. It's like oh, one of those companies, it's like, maybe? It's like a Morgan Stanley-type company, but less famous? Maybe, yeah, I would think. Because, okay. like, yeah, how would they just there? They're at Tournament of Champions? Like, I don't know. If you hit the description of this video or podcast and you're watching this on a Monday or listening to it on like a Tuesday morning or something, the PME Awards are still open for another 12 hours. You and Cust are in a battle for favorite PME guest of the year. There's a lot of them. Like, uh, There's like five categories you can vote on. Three of them are extremely close. And I like that Cam made one appearance as blowing poor Gary and Amini out of the water and Cody. <laughs> Cam is powerful. Cam is like, I didn't watch it last night, but it's like that really undeserving. Someone will do like a seven episode miniseries appearance, but someone make like one and a half episode guest star, but they're a huge name. But and they win, win the Golden, that, Globe? Like, Golden Globe for it. Yeah, that's Cam. <laughs> yeah. 
So you can find the uh, the link of that. It's, it's pinned on my Twitter if you just want to go there and go have your vote. But like Raza and Banner are like within like a half percentage point. You and Cust are within two. Rick is Rick is working hard. He is, but. Rick is working hard ben, to get the vote out. Ben, ben doesn't say anything. Ben Raza, a.k.a. the Rick Moranis of DFS. People just like Ben Raza. He's a great dude. Well, bring me home, people, or, or take me down, but vote, I guess. Or vote for Paul. Vote for Paul. Bring Paul up. Paul, Paul got stuck in a rough category. Go ahead. Throw your vote away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, yeah, well, sure. I don't know. So other things. It does show that people like... Crazy? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Would you consider yourself a pampered fuck? Because I think Patrick Cantley might consider you a pampered fuck. Me, probably. Maybe. Or anyone who lives in Hawaii. That was my favorite thing of the entire weekend, was miking up Cantley and him just ragging on the tournament. Yeah, no, he just got caught on a hot mic. He yeah. wasn't mic'd up. Oh, he Or was he? I, I, there's no way. Maybe he wasn't mic'd up. up they had the mic on him when he was speaking. Yeah, the hot mic. The hot mic was, was... The mic was hot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that he backpedaled on it, though. Shouldn't have. Should have doubled down. That's what Reed would have done. Yeah. That's why we like Patrick Reed. Yeah, so, I cheat, so what? Like he got yelled at during the putt, too. And, Cheater! He no. should... He should expect yeah. that. That bothered me, Why? but on the re- no, hold on. I want to say on the replay, you saw it was clearly like three At, feet yeah, off af- the face of the putt after he had hit it. Yeah. He's got to take that. That's that's his reality now. Wish he won. Wish he had made the putt. Okay, but I know the tournament of champions is a bad example because he wants so he plays there. But this guy's gonna play, 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 play. He's playing this week. Play, play, play. And I don't understand how he's still behind certain people in current Ryder Cup stance, stats. Like, guys don't win. And winning the U.S. Open is like a two-year exemption into team golf, it seems. That's why Woodland's on it? It's more points than God. Well, he won the U.S. Open. He came second at this tournament. Yeah, I guess. Year. And he did, uh, what, he just, he lost to Tiger recently, like second place. Or maybe Gag Yeah. In, yeah. No, you're right. He's very consistent. But I'm amazed at how hard, high he's remained. Well, but Reed's so, like, up and down. Like, either he's first or second or, like, missing the cut. That's yeah, his, that's that, That's also his he reality. Yeah, he doesn't have that. that uh, and I did a poll. Uh, a lot of people responded. Not quite as popular as your polls. But Will Fino. Well, but be, more. more Popular than Tim's polls, per yeah. se. More, will Finau be eligible for Century next year? And it was 58-42. Yes or no? Yes. And people just blindly just will say yes. I, I voted yes. Well, people want him to win. Everyone wants Finau to win. But it's, it was kind of like when Vikings fans on the weekend were like holding their breath in that Saints game. You're like, there's no way we can win. Like, we're not going to win. And then they end up winning. It's like, oh. But Bills fans thought they were going to win. Yeah, well, they're that, equally that, that's, heartbroken. That's equally the curse torn. of the Bills fan, honestly. But uh, we'll be doing the, the yeah. NFL show on Wednesday. We'll save it all yeah. for that. Um, can you believe Justin Thomas hit it out of bounds on 18? Oh, I wasn't watching. Oh, I was like, I was just kind of like flipping back and forth. I was watching the Golden Globes and I had a, my computer set up. So I'm like 20 seconds behind on like the internet stream. And like I was on Twitter, just kind of like cruising around. I, and then all of a sudden, like, people are like, oh, my God, like, what a shot, like, in a bad way. And I'm like, what the hell happened here? Like, he's just, it looks like he's laying up. And then, boom, out of bounds. Well, thank like, God oh my for God. Twitter. I was like, we got a shot here. Yeah. And he could, he still could have won if he had just made well, that putt. Yeah, but Xander even had Xander three-putted. Yeah. He had a putt for Eagle and made par. And then he three-putted the first playoff hole. 
or was, yeah, yeah. It was definitely. Well, he had putt. that horrendous Hor- first putt. Still, he got so, gusted. Yeah, Reed kind of had that putt too, and he really screwed. They it up. may have said gusted, but I want to say that they said they got gusted. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, no, yeah, Twitter is the magic bean, but I'm trying to put Crime Baby to bed, and I don't really care to watch Xander and JT at that point. I uh, long day, and you see it goes out of bounds. And Tim picked JT too. Yeah, well, it's a very it's a very smart thing for like the like the big week for the Andrew curse after declaring it's a curse free. 2020. 2020 is that he picked JT for his one and done a week before the one and done starts yeah. and didn't bet him. So Tim gets nothing out of it. That's standard Tim. That's, so when stuff's on the line, nothing's going to work out in his favor. When nothing's on the line, that's when Tim's at his best. We were ragging him for it this morning. It's pretty funny. JT's world. Uh, let's see. Too many aerial shots. Well, real golf is going on. Very scenic. I like it because it's cold here. I like the aerial shots. I like the water shots, the whales, everything going on. It's just too many. Like when there's real golf going on, let's show you some golf shots, all right? There's, there's like 10 guys on the course. Let's, let's see them all hit. I don't need to check in with, like, poor Ricky because I was sweating his top 10. Nothing from Ricky all day Sunday. He was like having an okay round. Listen, people like thing was you Rick, see, Ricky Saturdays again. Did you like see right did, here? Did you see his his shirt on Sunday? It was just a legit Hawaiian shirt. I got no beef. I Cut, got no cost, beef. Had to have been. It was untucked, and it wasn't a golf shirt. It was just a Hawaiian shirt. I know, like a lot of things trigger people. I get triggered by weird things. That stuff doesn't really bother me. Um, even like real life golf, just. Go comfortable. Stop being so snouty. Preferred lies everywhere. The Patrick Reed, pre- the pre- Patrick Reed preference. Yeah, not for pros, but I don't know. What do I got to hit like off a branch? Get out of here! You don't want to break your clubs? Just like no, like whatever. I'm beating. I'm not, you know, unless you're like playing for money versus a buddy or something, then yeah, let's go play it as it. Yeah, lies. if you're, if you're like, just playing, I'm just playing. I'm with you. You're gonna like hit this shot once in three years. I'm just trying to hit the shot. I mean, it's no different than, like, try-hard golf guy is no different than try-hard gym guy. But I do not... They're they're the same. They all come from, like, one's, like, super broed out and, like, probably on steroids. The other guy takes himself a bit too serious. Yeah, I hope I could find an in-between because I do like that, like, sort of country club, you know, tuck-in lifestyle. But I'm happy to untuck and let's live free. I am anti, like, music from your cart, though. Bachelor parties, yes. I think that's like crossing a line. But I guess if the place allows it, then it's just sort of you're you like just have to buy into the culture of the establishment. I I, for like my preference on the matter is I prefer no music. But like on bachelor party trips, when you go golfing, just bring up a huge boombox or whatever. Like if you go to like or Saturday Sunday when it's sort of like public. But I if it was me, like I have a couple of friends who bring it. Try to make them put it like so the other groups can't hear it. That's yeah, that's like weird. Like, like we we can hear it, no one else can. That that, that is one hundred percent legitimate. And a lot of these new golf courses are you're like crossing roads to get to holes. You could probably uh, pull that off. I don't mean to even get off track because according to the internet, like people who even hate that you spend one minute on last week. Why? I don't know. We do it every week. There's, there's a show index that if people I, don't I, care, then they don't need to fucking listen. I like doing you, you, it. You don't like the recap? We're here. You don't like the show? Not forcing you to listen. I like shouting out the winners. I like debriefing. I like I, I didn't see this. Was triggered. this like one guy who told you he didn't like it? And then I, now you think all the internet thinks that? 
Is that what happened here? Are you being Tim? I have a bit, Tim qualities at times, maybe. Sure. Like when people comment on the structure of the show and it's like one person, I just assume that person no. is like a moron. Okay, it's not so much this show. It's maybe shows in general. Maybe people like us more, so they're happy to do it or maybe not. But the goods are here and you get what you want. Well, if, that was, if those are the goods that people don't want to hear, I got more from last week. Let's keep <laughs> no, I didn't mean to, Let's do, keep it to going. do that either. I, I like doing this, but I would also say you know what you're doing. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to picks, no. When it comes <laughs> to structuring this show, generally it's pretty good, I think, at least. This is what I was trained to do, so hopefully I do have a grasp of it. The uh, last thing I did want to point out, the weather was the worst on Saturday. At least that's what it seemed to me. It was pretty windy on Sunday as well. But I was really impressed with Neiman in the conditions. Uh, and a lot of those stinger shots were... Remember when like people freaked out when like Woodland and Tiger started hitting those stingers? Neiman was hitting those. Xander yeah. was hitting them too. And you know who sucked? In the conditions, Ricky. I think we give Ricky a pass and think that he's good in weather because he wears that fucking snowsuit at the British Open. Because he like, because he puts it on with yeah. a fucking smile. I've been saying it for years. He loves it. Other guys, you see the caddy handing them that shit. You see it on their face. It's like death. Ricky's like still smiling ear to ear. Let's go. And f- yeah, for me, that mentally played like this guy digs it. Yeah, he's great in the wind. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know. know. Clearly, but he was all over the place lost, on Saturday. Lost, He played... Because he was in the mix, and then he was out of the mix. I'll admit, Saturday night after football, it was nice. Even though they got off early, I played a Neiman-Ricky two-ball. I was, like, down four out of the gate. <laughs> Caught a push. They ended up pushing? Caught a push at plus one. Nice. I only played... Well, I played one, like, long parlay that was, like, 60 to one. Not a win. I'll play... I if, played one head-to-head on the week. It was Kang over Fratelli round see, two. I'm a, I'm, like, so weird. A all like tail like there yeah that Kang one there was like yeah I, did, I, I like, just, basically all I did was I went on Fantasy National and sorted yeah, by yeah. putting I was like oh Kang was excellent ball striking and didn't make a two foot who got yeah Kang and um, and Fratelli was the opposite no I don't know if there are a couple ones that the math says like to get on I'll ride but if I also have a guy that I have an outright on in like the final two groups and in it at that moment I will like go to I'll say like okay let's ride with this guy well one today. that I, one that the numbers and the math told me to bet was Herman over Reed I threw it onto the power leg because I was just juicing up no the Reed leg. shot like seven under right uh on Friday yeah that was he, he went super low but it was against Herman I was like one thing you do have to like you take the numbers with a grain of salt they do point you into the right direction. But you also have to know, this is also... Golf. And Shez Reevy can hold out, and Luxac was it a Paul Casey? I I won't even say that. Is that, like, especially when you're comparing the quality of player, you still need to factor in the baselines of the talent as well. Like, Patrick Reed had a horrible day one and saved himself on the greens. Like, his off-the-tee was horrible, his approach was horrible. And it's not like he turned it around that he was excellent at those things the rest of the weekend. But he wasn't that bad ever again. And Herman, like, overachieved off the tee and overachieved on approach compared to his normal baseline. Like, that was just more likely to regress. So that's the reason I didn't end up playing that one, despite the fact that I think it was, like, two to one. Throw it on a parlay, that's fine. Like, you're just hoping to get lucky and play some lotto. But it's, like, a straight bet that has, like, real money on it. Those aren't the ones that I like to do. Unless, like, you're sitting there watching it and you can see, oh, like, this guy's definitely off. This guy's definitely on. But, like, you know, I don't see Jim Herman shoot. I'm just looking at numbers. Because it's impossible to watch him, Jeff. Do you know why? Not on TV. I'm told they do the best they can, and it's hard. I agree. Listen, I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm not gonna dispute that it's difficult to do. But figure it the fuck out. Yeah, it's twenty. How about fu- that? It's twenty fucking twenty. 
Let's go. A lot of the pushback that I've always heard from this, from people who actually work within the golf yeah. industry, because I brought it up tons of times. Of course. Is that something like, uh, I think it's called like NBC Peacock, which is just funny to trigger Tim. But like their online digital project, pop product, they want to look as good as TV. Like they don't want to get into a situation where it's Pat on his phone holding it there. And it's the stream. Although, if they had just... They don't want to just quickly be like, this guy, this hole, without having the Chiron ready to show you his score. Yada, and and yada, my yada. point to that is, no one cares. No one the cares. people watching we this don't yeah. care. We're, we are the, they just want to see it. You have horse racing guy at the OTB who's nut low. And then, like, we're, like, here. Like, we, I don't even know if we're about that. No, we're about no, the no. Same. We're about the I've same. Been, if you've been in one of those... There's one, like, next door. It's rep- I got my son baptized over Christmas oh, time, no, no. and the place that we went to had a horse gambling place. That's, I was like, this is okay, great. fine. Got to teach him how to bet the phone. Na- now some of these like hot like bars. This was not a hot bar. This was in like oh. where like my hometown. Where okay, I'm from. I so, yeah, yeah. I so a they're like, yeah, they are. It's some real. Oh, uh, but yeah, you. Uh, if it, I put this out there all the time. The greatest deal in the world for me and my brain is what, like, they charge for the Sunday ticket. Because they have to find a median that will, like, appease all people to get all as many people to buy it as possible. I feel like they could charge four times as much and enough people would buy it that they would make more money. You don't know. I'm embarrassed to say on recorded video what I would pay to watch a five-win fucking football team each Sunday. Sunday morning. Like, take the toll. Pay the toll, Willie. And I would, duh, 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 duh. Is that enough for you? But they want like $11. Give them like 10 times that more. <laughs> like I, just to watch. Like with, with the partner. If they took it away from me because it's my crack. Yeah. So with the partnership with the PGA and DraftKings, my biggest hope would be like. I Charge me. I, I don't really know it. Like I don't have any inside info on this because I'm not a DraftKings. Yeah. They like as a part of my like content distribution contract with DraftKings. Like, I'm not allowed. Like, after all the shit went down, like, it's very clearly defined that I can't know anything. So they don't tell me anything, so I I don't really care. But I was hoping the thing would be that there would be a DraftKings-style launch where through the DraftKings app or through whatever in the combination with the PGA Tour is that we just get, like, a low-budget version of this. Like, one GoPro above the green even. Mm. On each hole. Just yeah. I want I want to click on hole thirteen and see what the hell's going on. Yeah. I might not even figure out who's on there. Maybe there's ways to like you can go to the DraftKings app, like, oh, this guy's on the green on thirteen. Let me click on it and I can watch it live. And you can probably charge like fifty bucks a week for I that. Don't know what they're, they're... See, they go to all these places and their shot links are like volunteers. But I'm not even talking about shot links. When I was at the Northern not, Trust, I know you're not when I was at the Northern Trust, it seemed like they were kind of wading into, the, like, dipping their toes into the water. There was a whole bunch of, like, really skinny poles behind the green. It was like, you just throw a camera on top of that. Like, not even expensive. Yeah, camera. yeah, no. And like they're, a doing a lot of, they're doing a lot of those skinny poles behind the greens for data. My point being is, yeah, they'll just see, like, an overall, like, cost. They'll be, like, two guys a hole, two GoPros walking. You can't be volunteers because it's way too much to teach someone in, like, a three-day window. And it's not like teaching this 75-year-old senior how to – do the shot link, press, pressing the button. Then start with greens. Start with locked De- off dead cameras, cameras on greens. D- literally dead cameras. That's what I've been saying. Three a hole, maybe one at the tee box. And I don't even know if it sucks. 
I can't see where it lands, and I can respect that, but I can know if my guy finishes with one hand is like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or something. That I'll know, potentially. Or, you know, I want to see him just pick it up and leave. Yeah, just steal cameras, and I'll do my best from there. But as you said, they that's like a production thing that oh people really underestimate people the, people we, underestimate how expensive production yes is. they really do i agree but we just want the camera that they have sitting at at highway exits and entrances for the news like that, the traffic cam. showing you camera and they flip through it in five seconds and sometimes there's rain on it and you're like i don't know okay i see that that road is pretty good let's go I get it. I get it. I wish we could find a happy medium to what we would deal with because we'd put up with so fucking much. We would. We put up with so People much. People would be the, the thing that is, we got to find a medium to what they would accept. We would put up with such low standards, and we got to be able to find somewhere here instead of. That that's there. the whole issue is that the production people and the companies that own this product don't want to like put out a crappy product and make themselves look bad for one thing and I completely understand that it's like we tried to do that show over Christmas time and the audio was so bad I didn't want to put it out because it would have yeah. made the show look bad it was worth canceling the show rather than people have to like try to but they're decipher also what worried was being about said. like no but they don't understand I don't believe at least they understand how huge of a market there would be for bottom of the barrel yeah, production but yeah. live stuff going on well here's the other part of it is they go through the nut they go through so it costs them so much money to put everything through a filter to almost avoid those patrick cantley type incidents too doesn't need to have sound no but i'm saying right everything goes through like a filter like you said before we see it on tv they had chiron which graphics they you know the iris is up on the camera because yeah. it might be too dark there's like a three-man there's like a just a, a step that goes that before we we see it, except if it's like the very end of a big tournament, because they're live and they're giving it, and it's Jim in the booth, and that's important, just like your football game. Um, but yeah, they they would be probably deathly afraid of of you say no mic, but uh, some level of of a hot mic picking up. That might F be that might be a bridge that. too far, just because of the length. Not only the language stuff, it's just, it's exposed. Behind the curtain, you can see these guys talking about yeah. things. You can hear. Which would be great, yeah. but I just don't think that the tour would allow their players to be exposed to that. Yeah, you could hear a guy talking about anything. A fight Cheating with his, his wife. wife. Yeah. yeah, just any, any, anything. So, I don't know. I had fun with this discussion. We've been a half hour. I'm not trying to steer anything. It's the, it's the first major golf, like a real golf tournament. With a cut and 144 players. I, I'm, I'm excited. Then we should probably get into it. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about HelloFresh. I've been trying HelloFresh recently. Well, I, I tried it a while ago, and then I forgot about it, and then I went back to it, and then I forgot about it again. I have no idea why I wait so long to re-up. Uh, I just need to set a reminder on my phone or something. But it's hands down my favorite meal kit service because I don't have time to be planning out. I got to prep the show. I can't be prepping my dinners as well. Having someone else do that for me and my wife and she's off maternity leave now. She's back to work. So we don't have all the time in the world. We got to go pick up the kid. Then we got to eat dinner. Then we got to get him down. We don't want to be like hangry mad at home. So this works out perfectly. HelloFresh makes cooking at home fun, easy, and affordable. You might say, how affordable, Pat? Well, HelloFresh is now from $5.66 per serving. Uh, 
beyond the tastiness and efficiency. This is why it's America's number one meal kit. You can break into your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 22-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes every week. And there's something for everyone, including my favorite and preference, low-calorie. But there's vegetarian, family-friendly, and HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit. So you know you're going to get something delicious. For me, I'm always in on my chorizo rice bowls. They're amazing. They're very quick to put together. Super Super tasty, and you know, they make me feel good after. I don't feel bloated. I feel like I still have the rest of the night where I'm full, but I'm not so full I just need to lay around for three hours, so that's perfect. Highly recommend the chorizo bowl. And you can save time because HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning, like I mentioned, and the prepping, so you can just enjoy the cooking because it's already the serving's already come to you, so you can just put it in and get everything on the go and get dinner on the table in like 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with the quick recipe option. The average trip to the grocery store takes 41 minutes. It's over 35 hours per year if you go once a week. And I go more than that because, you know, I don't always get everything that I need, so then I'm running up to the top of the street. Fortunately, I live close enough that I can go do that. But, hey, it's shipped to me. That's even easier. So I'll take that with HelloFresh. It's flexible. Add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order or throw in yummy sides and desserts like garlic bread and cookie dough and you can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need it's so customizable it makes working around your schedule incredibly easy it's why it's america's best value meal kit you get the most meal for your moolah who doesn't want more meals for their moolah or anything more for their moolah when it comes down to that so here's what you need to do go to hellofresh.com slash pme10 and use code PME10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale for 10 free meals. And that includes shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash PME10 and use code PME10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. If you haven't done it yet, I know what's wrong with you. Back to the show. Sony Open. Wileye CC's 7,044 yards, a shade over one of the shorter courses on tour, par 70. Key stats for the week, strokes gained approach, par 4's gained, eagles gained, a lot of eagles, fourth most eagles of any course on tour despite only having two par 5's, and good drives gained. Um, the driving accuracy percentage at Wileye is one of the lowest on tour. It's just a shade over 51%, with tour average around like 61%. Uh, it's not really imperative that you find the short grass. You just want to be able to bomb it out, set up your angles, and have your easy approaches in. Like Around the green, if you're going to do well at this tournament, makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. You need to be hitting... The field hits almost 70% greens in regulation. The winner's going to hit like 90. So if you're relying on your short game, you ain't winning. You've got to get incredibly unlucky off the tee to find something that you can't put to the green. Yes. Agreed. And even, like, getting there in two on the two par fives should be fine. Like, there's nothing that, yeah, unless you literally go OB. I don't even think they have those, like, cornfields or whatever, like we saw in the last week. Like, just some real high grass. Yeah, so Dustin should have played this one. (sighs) Every time. That guy was harvesting in the first round. Every time he got going. Give it all away. Uh, Bermuda Greens, 32 of 49 courses in difficulty last season. Uh, The cut is top 65 in ties, 144 players in the field. And the past five winners of this event, Jeff, Matt Kuchar last year, hit it. 22, minus 22. Patton Kazire, minus 17. Justin Thomas, course record. First win. No, second win, because he won the third win. He won the C. 
He won the CIMB. First North he, American League. Yeah, he won the CIMB. Then he won it again the next year. And then he won the Tournament of Champions. And then he won in Hawaii. Because remember, for a while, he had the no continental U.S. wins. Yes. He had the two in Hawaii and the two in Malaysia. And old JT always had, at least I kind of put this thing on him, that um, he would only win, like, scoring fests. And no-cut events. Almost like Xander. Xander wins a lot of no-cut events. But apparently, I guess he tied Spieth in career wins. I, I thought he passed him by one. Oh. Maybe then passed him. Got down 8-1, but he still trails <laughs> uh, 3-1 to one in where it works. In where it really counts. So he set yeah. the course record after an opening 59 three years ago at minus 27. Fabian Gomez beat Sneds in the playoff. Minus 20. Jimmy Waka, minus 23. And Walker won the year before that. Good old well. days. Good old days of Walker before February. <laughs> yeah, Walker on the West Coast. Yeah. Hawaii in the West Coast. Just start, and Texas. Let's... Basically, Walker before the Masters. Yeah. You just start winning. Good old days. That was a nice run for him. He's like top 10 guy in the world. So the big thing this week in the narrative that you're going to hear most is that you want to bet someone who played last week. The past six winners have all played the week before Tournament of Champions. I know Jeff Ulrich, who's going to be on the show tomorrow to break down the DraftKings side of this, uh, even threw out that like all the like the they past six guys X in the Tournament of Champions. They finished better than top. They finished better than top twenty in the Tournament of Champions, and they all finished the year inside the top fifty in strokes game putting. Uh, if you really like want to narrow it down, I, I that's a bit much for me, but I like to see these trends. Hey, the hero one happened again this week at Tournament of Champions. The three guys who finished top five who played in the Tournament of Champions all came inside the top ten. Uh, so it was Rom, Thomas, and Reed. Pretty good. Yeah. So, I don't – I don't – yeah. I'm, I do think – That's that, important, and a lot of my early moves were on guys that, that played last week. I'm not going to lie, but also I felt those were the guys who were most likely to lose their numbers. And that's that like, I couldn't lollygag on. So those were guys that I did play, so I'm not knocking the theory. But this is the freaking Sony Open – and there is such a bag of of mush here that, like, if God that trend got canned, wouldn't blink for a second. No, I, I'm probably not going to bet anyone that didn't play last week, though. I listen. That probably makes a lot of sense. So, and they're giving you some pretty fair shots. Yeah, there, there's some guys on this list that that aren't too bad, and it helps you differentiate between guys that are basically even. Like, realistically, what's the difference between Russell Knox, Brian Stewart, and Corey Connors? Nothing. But one Corey's, guy played. Corey played. Yeah, Corey played. Let's, let's, he, had, he had a top five. Here I got that Canada flag in the ground. Let's go. So, odds for the week. Also worth noting, Kazire and Kucher were the winners the past two years, and they both won the OHL uh, the season before in November. So, direct correlation to the Mayakoba. Uh, also a correlation to other courses like the Wyndham, the Heritage, and PGA National for the Honda Classic are all ones to kind of look out for where you see a lot of similar leaderboards, all kind of short courses. Can like PGA National is obviously not a birdie fest, neither is the Heritage, but you see very similar shots off the tee, very similar approaches. Just you want guys who score a bit more at this course than at those ones. Justin Thomas, he was five. Was he five and a half to one last week or five to one? You've Probably could have shopped a five and a half. Well, he's five and a half to one this week against a field that includes more than 100 people in it. So... He's won three of his last seven. T's in the ground. Thomas, five and a half to one. Webb, 11. Reed, 12. Hideki, 16. Morikawa, down from 20 to 18. M, 20. Cooch, the defending champ, 22. That's your entire list of guys, 30 to one 
and below. The only one that piques my interest, obviously Justin Thomas piques my interest. I don't want to say that I'm out on Justin Thomas, but if I didn't bet him at five to one last week, find myself hard pressed to bet him at five and a half to one this week against a much larger field. Although the quality, like I said, you replace Dustin Johnson and can't lay with Webb Simpson and Hideki and Mark Leishman, that kind of thing. It gets a little bit different. Sung Jay, you throw into the mix, but I like Morikawa a lot here. He was third in strokes game ball striking last week, the first time he'd ever played at the Tournament of Champions, which really doesn't go all that well. And he wasn't all that great in round one. He really rallied back to get himself into that position. Uh, It's been since Russell Henley won in 2014 here. That was the first time that, the last time someone hadn't played the week before and won. It was also the last time a first-time player at the course had won. And before that, it was 1970 that that had happened. So this is Morikawa's first time at the course, but I just think he's too good. He does everything that you would want from a player to do well here. Like, he's a good driver of the ball, but his game is approaches and hitting a ton of greens of regulation. Normally, he's a pretty good putter. He putted atrociously last week, uh, but got better as the week went along. That's always encouraging to see. So I haven't got in on him yet. I haven't laid down the money. I already missed my 20, and it's down to 18, but... I think that might be the only shot that I take if I do from the top of the card. Of course, I always release my cheat sheet on Wednesdays so you can see if Morikawa makes it or not. But I'm not officially in yet. I got a heavy lean towards him, Jeff. I got I got nothing under here. I'm just not willing to bite the bullet. It, it pains me. I, I can't bet Patrick Reed. I'll have to just accept if he wins a trophy that I was right in a prediction that he's going to win out of the gate, out of the controversy. He's going to win because he wins. But I can't bet him at 12 to 1 in this field. I just, I just can't. Um, especially when so many parts of his game were off last week. He, he was not good last And there's week. such a variable <laughs> for so many guys to just get a hot flat stick and just flirt with – 15, like we're on 59 watch here. It's the type of place it is. Yes. So Patrick Reed last Can't week gained 0.3 of a stroke off the tee, lost a stroke and a half on approach, gained three strokes around the green and gained over nine strokes putting. That's hard to like the 9.3 strokes gained putting. Like you just turn that into five and he's in like 12th place. I know, but it's also <laughs> to be fair. It's also part of the reason. I mean, I bet him cause I sort of put it out there that he's going to win in some sort of like magic bean universe. You actually had based with hard data. We're like, no, he's a great pick there because he's capable of those sorts of things. And he's just keeps the ball in play and around the greens. And he, and he, and he is really good around so the greens. Like, you, that's not new. You bet him last week because, not because so much. I mean. It was the form and the number for me. Yeah, for me, it was the controversy, and I said it. And for you, it was like what he'll need to do to win here and his ceiling at that. And he, above the ceiling, but he ceiling golfed what you said was the reason you're betting him here. I'm not going to bet him to. I bet him 14 to 1 last yeah, week. Agreed. I'm not betting him 12 to 1. I, I said, I, I just, I can't even do it. I'll just have to love the Ryder Cup point cash if he does win this week. Uh, I agree with everything you said about Morikawa. I don't know, man. I'd rather bet guys that I do believe win equity is equal. Okay. Bigger numbers. But I love the guy. I got him in our pool. I'm looking forward to uh, big things. But I think out of the gate, we do see that the books, uh, he's obviously a popular click. Him and Victor will be more popular. Uh, we talked about it last week, and we'll <clears> – <throat> Find ways to talk about it again, I'm well, sure. I, I find it somewhat surprising that Morikawa, especially after <laughs> last week... Because he didn't top M every tournament that everyone watches? 
Yeah, but like, I, I, I find it surprising that Neiman is double the odds. I think that Morikawa is a better player than Neiman is. I do, and clearly the books do, and clearly people who bet on this do. But I just find it surprising that Morikawa is 18 to 1 and Joaquin Neiman is 35 to 1. I just would have figured Neiman would have been like 25 or 20 to 1. I, like, in the same range. Like, if you were going to bet Neiman and you're going to bet him at 35, I bet you you would have bet him at 20. I bet Neiman and I did bet him uh, first out of the gate when I saw the board. Because I liked what he saw, and he fit checked the box of last week, and I don't know. I we've acknowledged it, and I'll say it again: like Wolf and Neiman are not going to get the respect, and a lot of guys who are a tier under them are get are like almost forgotten about now. In terms of uh, like the Gim Reaper, sure, I'm not even talking about Gim, but I, it's almost like there's such a gap in where those guys are talent wise that I don't even. Like as Tim would say, um, gap, definitive, definitive gaps. Yeah. yeah, like there was a moment in time, Pat, where like Aaron Wise was the cool young player. Yeah, he's gone now. And but these guys are so much cooler, and they're here, and they're not going anywhere. Um, who did this kick off with, Rom or Bryson? I feel like it was one of the two. I forget who came first, but they both just came on and were good immediately. The thing about, yeah. Because we saw Bryson at the Masters, and he had played really well. And then he turned pro and just started, like, reeling off top tens. Rom, we caught a few times. We saw him in Phoenix a few times as, like, an am. Then he showed up to the U.S. Open when Dustin won at Oakmont, and he played really well that week. And then all of a sudden, it was game on. Well, it was sort of that week, because you're like, holy shit. This guy has the exact same game as Dustin, but he's, like, 21, and his chipping and putting is so much more polished than Dustin. Like, Dustin didn't figure that out till Dustin sculled, like, three chips. Like, they didn't show much of Dustin, and he somehow ended up in, like, fifth yeah. or something like that. But, like, he was brutal around the greens. But he's going to have his, like, heater pocket where he's just unconscious. Is Dustin someone you bet as a repeater, even at low odds? Like, if he wins might, one he week, might. just bet him again? Seems like it. I'm... Um... Seems like it. I had something to say about something in this range. Well, but, here are um, the guys. So oh. at 35 to 1, answer Neiman, Cam Smith, Norin, Connors, Howe, Leishman at 40, Sned at 45. He's lost in the playoff here before. 50, you got Kisner, Knox, Todd, 55, Poston, Putnam, Stewart, Shez. And at 60, you got Brian Harmon. Then you're on to your Fratellis and Munoz and Grios. Papashugo, he's playing. Number, so this number is where thir- number 30 ranked player in the world. This is where my money is. And I think if you're new, this is a common theme. This will be where I'm not afraid if you're new. I'm not afraid to play the top. I, I'm not afraid to bet it like a football game. Um, and I kind of was saying earlier that I was worried that I did that to you last week. Because you're like, I'd like to bet JT. And I looked at you like, you betting that like a football game? Like, what's the point? Well, the decision that it came down to me <laughs> last week is I would either bet Justin Thomas or I would bet Fowler and Reed. Like, the same allocation of money. Like, comb- in order to achieve what I wanted to achieve from a golf win, I would have had to take in the money I spent on Reed and Fowler and bet it just on Justin Thomas to get a similar payout. I decided to take the two guys. Yep. And I, I almost got it. Um, it looks stupid in retrospect, but here we are. I like this range a lot. I've made my bets in this range, and there's guys in this range that I'm looking to bet who I, who I haven't yet. Okay. Who have you bet so far in this range? Uh, Joachim Neiman and Kevin Kisner. I have also bet Kevin Kisner. He opened at 66 to 1. I missed it. I got him at 55. He's down to 50. Yeah. And I have that with the each way to the top five. So I like it. I, I, don't, I have a I, feeling he's going to be a very popular. I player. do not understand how his odds are 
are what they are. Doesn't really make sense to me. Just seems like a good number. Even the 50. I mean, to, to have caught that 66 that a, a book had out there um, really quick. Bet on the greens last week. Ended up T14 at the Tournament of Champions. Has a good course history here. Gained a little bit off the tee. Gained a little bit on approach. Really good around the greens. And that's not really going to make that big of a difference. But this is a course that should be somewhat suited to his skill set. I mentioned like Heritage and Wyndham in those places. Like it's a Kevin Kisner type course. Oh. He's sort of like the poor man's Matt Kuchar, but actually a lot closer. I have another bet. I have a 50 on Connors. I have a 50 on Connors as well. Yeah. I, li- I don't know. Playing to last week, I could see myself losing a lot of money on Corey Connors this year. Hopefully, I don't. Here's who. Do you want to know who Corey Connors is? And there's a reason that we're going to lose a lot of money on him. Well, like. Because we I, lose money on this other guy, too. I hope you say Adam Scott, not Luke List. No, he's the Canadian Byun Hunan. That's who he is. <sighs> yeah. you just If you put their numbers side by side, they're indistinguishable. They both can't putt. And they're great team. Anne is good. The only difference is Anne is, has touch around the greens. Corey Connors does not. That's what yeah. makes this actually a really good course for him. Is that again, if he's relying you, on his around yeah. the green game, he's if toast you're saving anyway. par, bye, bye. Just go and do your thing. Like even you're last fu- week, yeah. like Morikawa gained off the tee. Right? No, he actually lost off the tee last week. Gained a bunch through approach. It was the first time since the Open Championship that Connors lost off the tee in an event. I feel like just shake off some rust. But I like that he played last week. Yeah, he played. Just don't it's, lose it's eight strokes putting. 50 lose, to one. Lose point one strokes putting and you can win. Yeah, so my bet's there. The narrative. I got um, another guy, too. I told an- you on last week's oh. show. Said, Remind me to bet this guy, whether he plays good or whether he plays poorly, I want to bet this player because he matched up really well. He won the Wyndham Championship, played really well at Heritage, did really well at Rocket Mortgage, another really short course, played well at... Uh, PGA Nationals T20 this event last year and almost sort of like the anti-Corey Connors where with Ulrich's stat where the player will finish inside the top 50 in putting Corey Connors not going to like it would take a really big turnaround on the green for Connors to finish top 50 in putting 55 to 1 with the each way me and my man JT posted yeah I, I said I'd be in and I'm in there's a few guys in this range that I'm looking at uh, Abraham answer 40 to one didn't play last week pass. I, I swear to God, I'm actually using this as a, a way to cross these guys off. Like Neiman is the one that has the most interest to me at 30. I, I, then I, I'm just going to say it. Cause I want to say it. you're going to pass Andrew Putnam at pass. 55 to one. I don't mind. Why would you all. pick Revy at 55 to one instead who kills this tournament and played last week? All very good points. That's why I like to sit. That's why. That's why there's bullets in the chamber before I get to the table with you. So, Shez, I have a star next to. I have not bet. The only three bets that I actually have in right now are Connors, Poston, and Kisner. Those three. And when I update my cheat sheet on Wednesday, maybe I'll have added more. Maybe that'll be it. Ne- I don't know. But and for those me, are the three for right now. And for me, it's Neiman, Connors, and Kisner. Kisner. Get it on Poston. The Postman. I, I could. I That won't be uh, – you won't have to twist my arm too hard there, Pat. Kazire, OHL, then wins this. I don't care. Kucher wins OHL, oh, wins sorry. this. Brendan Todd, best player on the planet, wins OHL. 50 to 1 this week. So tempting. I'm not even kidding. Just to auto fire on the Todd father. It's not like he's 15 to 1. He's 50 to 1. 50 to 1. Even if you did the $10 piece of mind bet on it and you got 500 bucks back, you wouldn't be hating that. Okay. I. I feel like that's a top 10 play if you're going to do it. I'm, I'm not there, but I'll 
really hate myself on Sunday if he does it. Because everything points to, like, it's a great number on a very winnable track for him. Like, it sets up it sets up so well. How was he last week? Let's I don't even – and he's the type of guy, Pat, where – Todd was bad last week. That's the concern. But, but Kucher was bad at this tournament last year, too, and then shows up to Sony, he's fine. Like, some guys, if they're not in it, they just – like, three – either was it three guys or two guys, like, yeah. shot 80 Listen, on Sunday. They're just like, fuck this. We're done. Brendan Todd better have had the most merry fucking Christmas around. <laughs> So if he if he just went to cash a near uh, uh, an auto tourney paycheck at a great event to be eligible for all the power to him. But you are right in that with Todd, you almost can't look at the long range or last year because you almost have to write it all off and just look at his comparable type guys. And a guy like Chevy says five stars for a place like this. Guy like Kisner's game should work here. Like Brendan Todd does all those things of players. Um, Shez the last three years of this tournament, T3, T18, T8. The other guy who's like awesome at this tournament every year is Brian Stewart. This is like the Brian Stewart Open. I'm not going to bet him at 55. If he was like a buck 50, I would. Like he, he is now being okay. priced that he is good at this tournament. I have a question about a player. It makes zero sense to me, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's hard for me to say a bad word. Is it Lonto or Munoz? No, we're going lower. I do not, for the life of me, get why Alex Noren is 40 to 1. Because he used to be good. But you why is Cam Smith stop, 40 stop, to 1? Stop for a second. Stop for a second. I just got to stay on this Noren thing. You say he used to be good. When he still used to be good, there were insane numbers out there for Noren in those like swing season events that he he's teeing it up everywhere to keep his tour status. He is going to, he's a taste, a test case. For why I drafted Fitzpatrick and Wallace, because they don't want to, what happened to Norrin, God forbid they don't want to happen to them. They're going to play a ton this year um, once we get back to mainland USA. But Norrin had huge numbers in in a lot of events. Um, I don't know. He didn't really show anything anywhere. And now he comes back and he's shorter than all these guys who we've mentioned that have like won in the last year. A Kisner, a Poston, a, a Shez. A, it's so weird to me. It's so weird. Same number as Connors. And at least Cam Smith's been on TV and played head-to-head golfers like Ricky Fowler two weeks ago. And people saw him do something. Or like tied Justin Thomas that won on us, TV. That won us a lot of money. Cam um, Smith's comeback against JT got Abraham answer <laughs> clinched. As the, as the co-outright winner. Uh, so that that's all I can say. I don't even think they're on the same planet as perception-wise right now. It's been a long time since Noren's done anything. I don't know. I that don't, number's so I, weird to me. I don't remember what his odds were at the... Like, he played in Bermuda. Like, the one that Todd initially Oh, he won. might have been like 20... He, I think he was like, like... I think yeah. he was like around this number. No, but the numbers... Even lower. But the numbers when there was any semblance... Semblance semblance of tour guys what's that word again semblance sapwins um he his number was insane it was almost like i'm whatever i don't understand that number it shouldn't be the same as mark leishman like not in a million fucking years i know leishman's a form guy and it's like gone but that's that's crazy you gotta watch out for skinny leishman you gotta get like to the ice cream store get that weight back on 
And he loved Snedeker, just didn't play last no, week. Didn't play last. So looking him. more at the guys that played last week, I mentioned Munoz. Munoz is somewhat intriguing, but someone who played really well with their irons last week, neutral off the tee, poor putting, really good with the irons. Lonto's a hundred to one. Lonto's good. Like he had a he won earlier in the swing season and ran off like five consecutive top twenties. And you're getting him at a hundred to one. Maybe you don't bet him outright to win, but you know, throw a top 20 on that, and all of a sudden you're looking at like a nice four or five to one. And you like that more than, say, Kevin Knott, same number? No, I, was so, I don't know what to do with Kevin Knott because he was such a disaster. Like, he was a legit disaster last week. He lost seven strokes driving the ball on a place where you can't miss fairways, and he hit it OB like three times. I have more interest in McDowell at 125 to one. At least his irons were smoking, and he putted poorly. McDowell so rarely putts poorly. But again, I could see myself betting Lonto or maybe doing a top 20 on him and McDowell. But like now we're into like DraftKings plays territories. Like save it for DraftKings, Pat. Don't waste your money on these guys who never win. I'm trying to remember who the player is, but they've replaced the Bryson and his mom doing Hawaii commercials with a new guy. It used to be like Kuchar and the family. And it was like Bryson and his mom was tourism Hawaii commercials. They get me every time. Other guys to consider from down here. I mentioned McDowell at 125. Duncan played last week and played pretty well. He's a buck 25. Keith Killer? Man, Keith. A lot of like his stats are so skewed by what happened in the final round. What, what's it, what are his odds anyway? 150. I mean, it's played on, last week. It's on Bermuda. He won at yeah. Honda last Honda. year. Dagger punched Ricky and Brooks playoff. I want to see. One of the nice things I like about Fantasy Nationals is that you can look round by round. See how guys have played. So I want to see like how skewed his stats are. Although he had a hole out eagle in the second round, so that would have skewed his strokes gained approach. Yeah, second round one point three strokes gained on approach. Yeah, irons really poor the entire week. Lost in three of the four rounds. Uh, drove the ball well the final two days, which I guess is nice. Really bad on the par fours. Really bad on the greens. Like really, really bad on the greens two of the days. May I can see it, but that's probably not gonna be for me. The other one from down there is like Long. Long is down there. Just talking about guys. I'm just who played guys it. who played. Lashley that's, Long. Sung Kang is one sixty. I think he is the lowest of the guys who won. I can't. Hmm. Jimmy Walker's two hundred to one. It's before the Masters. All right, man, he's been bad. Like really, really. Bad. I just see a lot of your like first round leader guys. Yeah, <laughs> now that we're yeah. Like, Robbie Shelton's yeah. down here. Uh, Shelton's Mark Brown. Mark, my guy, Mark Hubba Hubbard. He's two twenty five. That's where we are. That's the names I'm seeing. You're Christoph Ventura. By so, if I just sort by ratings, so my uh, I ran my custom stat model. If we just look at my rank versus odds. We have Kyle Stanley, who's played really well at this tournament over the years. I believe he's made five consecutive cuts. He ranks out 10th in my modeling over the past 50 rounds. He's 125 to 1. Scott Harrington is 12th in the modeling. He only has 32 rounds of data to go on because he's brand new to the tour. But he's 275 to 1. Like now, if we're talking like top 20, top 10, that's a guy I could potentially get behind. Harrington's been like, all right. He's came through for us once already this year. I think it was in Houston. Yeah, he came second in Houston. The 23rd, second. He's made every cut so far this year. That's not bad. And, like, when the ball striking gets going, it gets really good. So Harrington as, like, a complete bomb. Uh, again, probably a better top 20-ish play. 
but Doc Redman's another one. Uh, he's two twenty-five to one, and the Ooh. models, the model, model still likes Nate Lashley at one fifty, and he played last week. Models love Doc. I think it's because he can't putt. Let's see. Good drive percentage past 50 rounds in this field. Third for Doc Redman, second off the tee, and 10th in par four scoring from 400 to 450 yards. Those are the holes where, besides the par fives, where you want to be making your birdies this week. This guy, this sneaky little like guy hits it a ton, this Neesmith. Oh, inventor of basketball, James Naismith? <laughs> No, Matthew ne- Naismith. I, I believe it's Nees, like the ne- knights who say Naismith. Naismith. He's he's uh, going to be a staple for first round leaderish. Do we completely? Uh, I just I see Sung Jay's name pop up here on a bunch of things. Do we just overlook him? Like he's going to grind what a T nine, depending on how well he puts this. I, week. Listen, if it works, it works. I don't feel like betting it. I'm not. I don't know. I miss his win. Miss his win. His numbers like pretty low. He's got like the Finau hot Finau numbers now. He does. And not to say like he won't be great and win like two times this year. I won't bat an eye to it. But when we did our major preview, it was show, like we got on for PGA Championship at one hundred and twenty-five to one. Like big numbers will exist for Sung Jay and feel like he'll be undervalued in fields that have like if he had played last week, he would have been. Behind Morikawa, just part like he of, would have been like thirty-five to one last. Week. Pardon my total ignorance on the issue. Would he have been in like the end of season WGCs? Is he going to be in like something out of the gate here? Was he eligible? Yeah, he's when top, we were... he, he finished top fifty in the world. Yeah, so he was in the one in in China. I believe it's pronounced China, but I believe so. <laughs> yeah, I I'll have no problem swinging. Uh, yeah, he he was eleventh at the WGC. I look, give me full field, Sungjae. Like full big boy pant field Sung Jay. He reminds me of when Reed first came onto the scene. Remember he ended up winning at Doral? Yeah. And then proclaimed himself a top, top five, five in the world. Come I can see Sung Jay winning one of those events. Let's go. He's that good. Yeah, I can see him winning. Maybe you even called it like or like Tory Pines. Yeah. Somewhere good. Because you think of him as a shorter hitter, but he plays his long iron so well. And his putter gets off fuego. But I don't know if it's going to be just him not playing last week. Kind of keeps him out of the you running would, for me. I would... Ten. I mean, he's the same numbers. You'd rather Morikawa. I'd rather play Morikawa this week, yes. Mark Hubbard, 23rd. In hubba the Hubba. Hubba Hubbard. 225 to one in the other one. KH Lee? No. You ready for this? This, this is going to be first-round leader written all over it. Ranks 28th over the past 50 rounds. I know who. He's 300 to one. I just said I wasn't going to talk about these guys, and here we are. Oh. Is this another year where I have to bet stupid Andrew Landry? Luke List, 200 to 1, Pat. Come I know. On. I saw Luke List. <laughs> saw Luke List. Trying to talk to myself one. out of Luke List. At, save, my, save me before I put money on these. Bud Colley at 140, actually. I don't know. You're, you're doing this again? No. I don't know what this is. But you, like, you like Bud Colley? And, oh. I, I'm shocked Bo Hostler's not in this field. So you can be like, oh my God, Bo Hostler's only 10,000 to 1? Hey, you should be the favorite. Stop. Something happened to him when Poulter fucking took his soul, man. <laughs> he shang sunged him? Something happened. Something happened. Um, speaking of which, was Spieth got a cold and he withdrew? Yeah. I mean, I would want to go. If I had a cold. But it kind of speaks to the point that a lot of us have been making. Spieth's going to, like, I make the joke with, like, Patrick Reed just looking to piss people off, make the Ryder Cup play everywhere. Spieth's looking to just play at, like, he, he has the intention of playing everywhere. Yeah, like, if you actually do have the flu 
Like, yeah, hey, you, know, you, yeah. you don't want to travel. Yeah. You don't want to get sick. He's got, like, start, save yeah, yourself. Yeah. I want when I show up. I want to play well. I don't disagree with any of it. We'll see him at Tory. That's when he's playing. I'm also just saying him playing here is like a sign that or his commitment. I, I believe he usually plays here. He also is usually at the tournament of champions, Pat. This, this is true. But uh, he might have some sort of commitment with Sony that he does. Because him and JT tend to play this every year. It is weird. Like, who's the yeah, like biggest? Hideki, Hideki plays every year. Yeah, but Hideki's on the first flight from Asia. It's like the stopover. Webb plays every year, whether he's made the Tournament of Champions or not. Kuchar tends to play every year, regardless. Well, Wood, yeah. Woodland used to play Listen, until he started making the Tournament of Champions. Good, yeah, now he's, he's like, yeah, enough of this. So Woodland also, I think, played the Zozo, then didn't play. Like, he was one of those guys that didn't play the WGC. Because the, the Zozo was just handing out so much paper. Um, yeah. Well, Kucher, again, he's got all those, like, free Hawaiian credits, probably. He didn't take, you know, worked a good deal for those Hawaiian tourism commercials. Probably has got, like, a timeshare out the ass over there. Free stays for life for Matt Kucher and the fam? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else there is uh, to say. Well, let's get into the quick picks for the Sony Open. For me, the guys I'm officially in on, all with each ways to the top five, which means, if people are new, one bet for the outright win, and then one bet for one-fourth the odds on the top five. Not every book has this, but a lot of books do. So, Corey Connors, 50-1. to JT Poston, 55-1. to Kevin Kisner, 55-1 to for me. Two of those numbers are gone. Connors is down to 40. Kisner's down to 50. I would still play both of them at those numbers. Poston is still 55. And I believe I have talked myself into Lonto Griffin. So the moment that we finish this, I'm going to go bet Lonto Griffin at 100 to 1 as well. The guys that I'm looking at, Neiman, Morikawa, for sure, are the two that really pique my interest here. But I don't know if I want to go that high. I'm probably more likely to go Neiman because it's double the odds. Yourself. Um, bets I have made Neiman Connors, uh, Kisner. I agree. I got the 50, but I would, I probably would have played Connors at this 40. I probably would have made that bet. Uh, guys I'm looking at answer and Putnam. They didn't play this week. You I'll, I'm going to look answer was just remember, although answer won us a lot of money at the president's cup. He was an absolute luck sack with his putter. He made every putt all week until he played Tiger. I think it's a very fair number. And when you look at the influence of strokes gained at this tournament over the years, not to say that Answer can't do that. He's a fine player. But this is a tournament where your irons need to be better than your driving, historically. And Answer's driving is generally way superior to his irons. Um, Again, Neiman, Connors, Kisner, Answer, Poston, Putnam are three that I'm, uh, those last three I haven't bet. If I was going to go bomb shopping, because, you know, I'm a sucker like that, the guys I would be looking at would be Harrington 275, Redmond 225, and Landry 300. Uh, I might throw like five bucks each on them with the each way and just probably bet them top 20s. But again, my cheat sheet will be out on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the PME on Wednesday. And you can see if I have added these guys to the list or not. They'll definitely be on the first round leader card, Jeff. Oh, I, I look forward to that. I get screwed at this tournament in the first round every single year. The, the worst one was 
Chris Kirk is going to be like nice odds for first round leader because he either like comes inside the top 10 or misses the cut at this event. But I had him as first round leader two years ago, and I had Zach Johnson outright to win. Uh, and Kirk ran away with it. He was like seven under in the morning. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's cash like 125 to one to kick off the first full field event of the year. Then Zach Johnson storms him, finishes at minus eight, and then finishes at minus eight for the tournament and loses by like 13 shots. Like if you're going to cost me my first round leader and I have money on you, continue to play well. Like, come on, man. Come on, ZJ. Can can I get one more good minute out of you? Let's do it. Pretend that the trend didn't exist for a minute, mm-hmm. a moment. I'm going to actually steal two good minutes because we have information. Um, Keegan? Mm-hmm. Guys like that, like if the trend didn't exist and they we weren't beholden to these guys like playing a week ago. Grillo? Grillo would have more at of my 70 inter- to one. My, my, if this trend didn't exist. Grillo would have more of my, I feel like you should just not bet green. Yo, yo, then you're doing a lot better with yeah. yourself. And you know what? I know the wormhole. Yeah. Let's see. Keegan was, he missed the cut at my Coba 24th, the WGC 13th of the Zozo. You just have to pick the right Keegan week. I like him at harder places to tell you the truth than birdie fests. And I forget whether we made this information public, but we have Cust's pick. We'll do that during the one and done. All right. That's when we do it. You forget how the structure of the show works. I thought we were wrapping up, and I totally forgot we haven't done one and, one and done yet. I even wrote down, talk about one and done strategy when we get to the one and done section. I don't so know guess what, what it's time do. for? One and done picks of the week for the 2020 Sony Open. We do have information. Cust has selected for the Sony Open. Hideki Matsuyama. Did not play last week, so maybe Cust is on to something here. Maybe maybe the move is to fade all the guys that played last week and go on to the guys who didn't. Hideki's a fine choice. I don't think Cust has I don't, a clue about the trend, and I don't think he cares. So once again, the past six winners have all played the week before at the Tournament of Champions. Hideki did not do that. Correlation courses, the OHL, PGA National, RBC Heritage and the Wyndham is what I'm going to be looking at. I have it narrowed down to Colin Morikawa, Corey Connors, and Kevin Kisner as my three choices of what I want to do here. But I'll let you pick first. Here's my problem. I'm not going to burn. I'm adamant about the just do not hold any bullets. You keep firing. We used to talk about who would the forgotten guy be? And might that be like a Matsuyama? Because I would, I would say it's probably in this, it's probably Webb? it's probably Hideki or Webb. Because the trend and people who are in the know, like will like not want to play someone who didn't play last week, but you could just there'll be guys that And listen, it's Webb, it's a par seventy, it's a short par seventy, places where he's excels and it's on Bermuda. That's usually start cashing checks. Yep. But for ages, everyone just used to use uh, Charles Howell III at this tournament. I think he's like the all-time money winner of this event. He's never finished better than like six, but he comes inside the top ten every single year. Or, yeah, I feel you try to get fancy, and like I'll pick Russell Henley on the bad years here plenty yeah. of times before. You could use, um, you could use Kucher here because no one's going to use him. I thought about Neiman, but I feel like there'll just be spots where he is just a leading man in a shitty field. Or not a leading man, but like 18 to 1. And you know what event. Like, we'll be there. We'll be there down the road. So I'm going to take Colin Morikawa as my one and done this week. Who are you going to take? I am going to take... Per the rules of this, we can't take the same people. 
But if we enter in the Gup's corner one and done, we could use the same people. I am, yes. For the purposes gonna, of this show and me, you, and Cust, Cust is in this year. The $100 wager between the three of yes. us. But do am I beholden to what I say here has to be my one entry in Gup? No. Because we do this thing out of the gate. Yeah, we do this on a Monday. there's a lot of percolating Absolutely. That and, can and then still at some, at some point of the year, you might want to go, you know, contrarian strategy because you're behind. We'll get to that in a but second. But I'll get it to my fact. I'm here. It's Monday. We're this playing out of the shoot. For, for the purposes of this show, we're playing Matt Kuchar. I like that pick. Matt Kuchar. So Morikawa for me, Kuchar for you, Hideki for Cus. He's a big gun, but I won't feel like, at a, like I'm going to miss him. I'll, I'll, yeah. Let's talk about strategy for the one and done. So people are unfamiliar with how one and done works. Uh, the one that we're playing in this year goes from the Sony Open through whatever tournament is before the Tour Championship. So I think it's 38 events, 37 events. We're doing the crossover events too this year, I think. So we'll get Puerto Rico Open and those weird ones that Brennan Todd or Steve Marino will with Tony Fino. Winner of crossover events. Maybe either, Jordan Spieth will be in those by the end of the year. Either way, there's one of, like, there's how popular, as an example, at the Sony, do you think that Justin Thomas is going to be? There's, He'll be the highest owned we'll guy, We'll say right? there's 3,000 people in the pool for easy math's sake. I'm going to say we're at, like, 1,300. Do you, 1,100. Do you think it's wise to use him here, considering he's a favorite by more than a half of the next closest guy? If he wins, nothing else matters. Okay. Uh, so do you I, have the conviction that he's going to win or not? I guess it really comes down to. I can see using, I believe I used Justin Thomas here last year. He didn't win. I bet the guy who did win, I should just use Kuchar. I, I would have no, I have no problem with it. I'm, I am in favor of saying you should just fire your bullets. I'm going to be the loser that tries to play it like a little tighter. So but I, I think you should fire. I don't think you're going to miss anybody. There's always going to be guys whose names you'll want to pick. I truly believe that. So I think that find the best move you can probably do in this is don't go completely off the board. Just because it's the Sony Open, you don't want to burn anyone, doesn't mean you should be using Taylor Gooch. Well, that's why I said Kucher. Yeah, 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 no, like, no, I, I yeah. just I understand that. I'm going to continue my points. Is that okay with you? I, you sure? show your points. Sure, it's okay with you? I, so I want to okay. run it by you first. <laughs> I don't, you don't. We're good. My point was, is that you really need to narrow your range of outcomes in terms of win probability and top 10 equity when it comes down to it. So finding the forgotten favorite. Like, I don't think the Kuchar's going to win this week. Uh, I acknowledge that he probably has one of the 10 best odds to win this week. And if no one is going to use him, I think that makes him a very appealing one-and-done pick. You don't want to get too crazy. Like, I think that Lonto could definitely win this week. Probably not going to use Lonto yeah, here. They, they, That's a bit, like, I don't want to be taking the 100 to 1. Guy. And There's no need to do that. Once upon a time, we did do this with a lone wolf. Yeah, and I, that doesn't really... And as it turned out, that didn't make, no one ever hit it, I think. Yeah, and, I hit it one week because I used Sergio who was the second favorite in the tournament, and I was the only person of 1,000 people to use him. Well, that's impressive. But, but, I that, but I'm saying you can get low ownership on big names if you just pick the – just listen to this show, listen to Gup, listen to Kenny, Who's listen to Tambo, yeah. listen to Jazzraz, listen to Rick, listen to whoever you got to listen to. Pick the one guy that no one talks about, and you're probably going to do pretty well. And to exactly what proves your point is even the contest wasn't underway last week. We're all like, I don't know, if we ran this contest, we'd probably pick Patrick Reed. I was going to pick JT or Reed. Yeah, I mean, yes, JT was like the guy because he's the favorite at small field that made sense. But if I didn't want to go there, I was taking Reed. 
And maybe Reed be a good play because kind of like people hate him. They don't want to play him. But I think every podcast said the exact same thing. And then Reed came out. You saw the ownership numbers on a guy like Reed. Yeah, highest owned player on um, DraftKings for the week at over 30%. And I think the correlation to some of the ownership. I know it's like a different game. We're not like trying to find the gem. But yeah, guys that are popular across the board will be the guys people people punch. And I think that just I bet Justin Thomas to win the Masters might save him for the Masters. On that note, yeah, I'm pretty happy I made those bets. And I'm happy to let the book hold my money till April because I ain't missing it. And I got 20 to 1. He's he's down to 14 to 1. It was said, he's literally said when we did the show, him and Rom could flip or he'll just join Rom. But in a matter of weeks, if Rom doesn't perform like everyone is, you know, pedestaled him, then he goes to 18 and 20 and Justin will perform and drop. Or what do you know? They both sit right there behind the. The, the Mount Dustins Rushmore, and Tigers, Rory, and, Rory and Brooks. Yeah. Thomas Jeez, is a, a lot of bodies, man. The reason that we ended up betting Thomas because he's on that level. He's just not considered on that level. Well, and I could, I could. People think that he's closer to Hideki than he is to Brooks, which it, is just insane. Well, we, we did the show, and I could. You could be a fan of who you want to be a fan of, but we we acknowledge the the comedy of him and Jordan Spieth sharing of him, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler sharing numbers. The comedy of an error that is, and uh, apparently last night, like the two win in any time major this year it was five to one. We're still the same as people. It's embarrassing. It's now down to three and a half. Good because they should have. That's not something I'll bet on. I'd rather pick them for yeah. the major. Although, how I would although rather generally do it. those tend to be better bets. Yes, <laughs> fine, but that's just I'd rather. Have five, I don't know. I don't like five to one. I like twenty to one. And I was and the and the being able to provoke that I called it. Um, but, but, you know, it, it just still, still, the, and you said, we said it in the previous shows, embarrassing that he was still being put with that class because he's the super elite. Well, hopefully he can win. That would be hopefully fucking hurt, awesome. Hopefully he doesn't hurt himself. The Honda again, wherever the hell. That oh was. yeah. It might've, uh, I believe it wasn't the Honda tried to chip from yeah, behind a tree and tree. hurt his wrist and he sucked. And his defending champ. He felt, you know, giver. Right, that'll do it. The Pat Mayo experience. Jeff Feinberg. Glad to have golf back. I I had missed the golf sweats. I had the heart pounding with Patrick Listen. Reed. It was great. Although it didn't win, like it was nice to. There's nothing like it. If people don't bet on golf or like are coming to this show through osmosis of the MMA show or the NFL show or whatever it is that you watch and you're trying to get into golf. Let the golf people tell you it's the best bet you can make and the most excitement that you yeah. can have. And you'll never, I say this having just had a second place golfer and don't get me wrong. You go through like a run of second places. You'll real, I'll, I'll be a different person emotionally, but I never on this show can get to the same place as like the football stuff. Cause everything is good times here. Yeah. But, For me, there's but, no like dark but, demons, but also the money you need to wager is so much less, and the money you win is so much more when you win. Yes, and to that point, all I would want to say to anybody is do what works for you. I'm not even talking about how much you bet, but like, don't let anyone say like how you do it is stupid. If it works for you, if it's proven that it works for you. Even if it's not proven, I still bet sure. the exact same way, and I'm not winning. Yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm still having fun betting. It, it, That's the whole point you're of right. this. It's proven that like, 
letting the book hold my money for months is stupid. But I'm going to have fun doing it, and it's like my version of playing a stock because I got the number I want, and I'd have bet it anyway maybe. I get it. It doesn't. We're doing it for fun. It doesn't even have to be proven. Do what works for you. If you have a strategy, if you like to play X, you like to do it your way. If it doesn't match up with how, like, someone on the internet makes – did one, did, should be again, done. did one person tell you that no, you like your betting strategy? They're like, everyone's out no, to get no, me. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about me and, and my betting, betting strategy. I know what I do works for me. I know at the end of the year, I got to hit X amount of winners. I'm in a great place. We've been doing this a few years. I feel like you've noticed I've been able to do what I need to do mm-hmm. to stay in a great place. I'm just saying, in general, in all, like any of the betting, just do what works for you. Have fun. No one came at me with that. That was just my own thing. I will acknowledge when I am living my own truth, and that does happen and will happen. And I feel like we're still going to, like in football season, I need to get yelled at like early in the season by you, and then I'll probably rein myself in. And we didn't like really get there today. We'll Even get, though I missed we'll get there. Yeah. Oh, I will get you there and then it's going to happen. So just stay tuned. Well, it doesn't Probably ha- before we leave California. It doesn't happen <laughs> on the uh, on the football show because I just yell at Tim. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been better since you yelled at me on the football Agreed. show. Agreed. <laughs> at Jeff Feinberg, G Feinberg 17 on the Twitter machine, on Instagram for me, at the PME, Facebook where my cheat sheet will live. On Twitter at the PME, Instagram at the PME as well. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you do it. And if you leave a five-star review on the audio podcast, DraftKings handle and something you like about the show, you'll be in a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. If you just want to get into a draw or additionally get into another draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, smash the like, leave your DraftKings handle, and tell me who your one-and-done pick is going to be for the 2020 Sony Open and Fantasy National. This is the time to get back in. We got a full field. We got live strokes gain data. And if you use or just go to the site, fantasynational.com slash PME, get yourself 20% off. Go test it out. All right. I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck this week. I'll be back on Tuesday with Jeff Ulrich. Jeff will be back on Wednesday with me, him, and Cus talking football. And I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.